0: Hey, y'all, it's another episode of Pretty Political. Here
1: at the show, we know that everything is political. We're breaking down topics like feminism, entrepreneurship, and wellness, and even the latest in reality TV.
0: All through the lens of two Black women in their 20s just figuring out life. So we're keeping it pretty. Each week, we're chatting with an industry expert as they tackle interesting topics. Let's get into it.
1: So before our little hiatus, we talked to this amazing woman, Aisha Um, I must say, Aisha has actually been just like such an important figure in my life. And she probably doesn't even know, but... Like, I am fortunate to have had the opportunity to just meet phenomenal women through work. And, like, I really try to stay connected with them. And she's one of them. And every time we talk, she gives me so much good advice. whether it's about dating, about work, about conquering imposter syndrome. And so I'm happy we had this conversation with her. But, like, Aisha's doing big things. Since the last time we talked, she now says she is going to space. Like, space, space. like Outer space outer space like she is literally unworldly like she she's leaving the earth (laughs) it's it's like she's just like so mind-blowing but like you know would you under any circumstances go to space like
0: i was just about to ask you that my answer is likely no (laughs) no (laughs) i mean the earth is ghetto it's it's ghetto ghetto, but no Mm -mm. (laughs) you're not leaving the atmosphere girl no would you
1: well, okay. Did you watch Xenon growing up?
0: Yes, I okay. did.
1: But, you know, sometimes like me and Chanel are a couple of years apart, but like sometimes I'm like, did she like, you know, sometimes it shows up when it comes to like the shows we watch. But <laughs> that is the first thing that came to mind of like living in space on like this, like, you know, community with this community of people. And like with the the environment being what it is, you know, this I feel like that might be a very real possibility in the next are the
0: are the other planets survivable?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know the details. I don't know what yeah, so I'm how like, are you talking about it's a possible? <laughs> I know she was up there with like protozoa and nebula, zoom, 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 make my heart go boom, boom. It seemed fun. So if that is a possibility in the future, once Earth is like imploding, I would consider it.
0: Okay, if Earth is imploding, I think we're all going to consider it, but the, it takes a lot of resources to go up to space, and I just don't know what would happen. I remember when it was pop, popular stories like a year or two ago when I think that man, Sir Richard Branson or whatever his name is, and it was this older gentleman, they all went up to space, and they said it's just like something different, like you never experienced ever in your life, which obviously is otherworldly, but I don't know. I'm 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 good right here.
1: Well, we're going to get Aisha's take on a lot of things, including space. Um, So I'm excited for y'all to check it out. Um, She's just so insightful. And she didn't talk much about her backstory, but like just like, I mean, she's, she's everywhere. So if y'all just want to Google her, you know, you can check her out on Kelly Clarkson, on Tamara Hall, where she talks a little bit about how she wasn't the greatest student growing up and i i love that because she has such a different perspective and like you know people think like people are so accomplished that they must have always kind of had this straight and narrow path but she wasn't a great student her guidance counselor actually told her to go you know do hair which we love the hair girlies but you know like i feel like they they often tell the black girls oh you can be a
0: hairstylist you know
1: and she don't
0: want them to Aim to the fullest of their possibilities. I rely on my hairstylist every other week. So it's a worthy profession. But the way it was presented to her as in like, oh, don't don't focus on college like that's not for you.
1: Right. And so she actually went to community college and was just like chilling there and found out like, wow, I do have like this amazing like mathematical talent went to college, now she's a whole, and got poached by by NASA, like, NASA approached her multiple times, it's not even like, she was out there interviewing, they said, girl, we want you, Um, and now she's, like, running a multi-million dollar company, and going to space, you know, like, sky is literally not the limit, so, you know, (laughs) Seriously, for all y'all that are <laughs> just like, you know, like thinking that like, you have to be on a certain path or discouraged or people have like, you know, tried to put you in a box like this episode is for you. Aisha Bow is a former NASA rocket scientist, motivational speaker, and founder and CEO of Stimbor, an engineering solutions company ranked in the top half of 2020 Inc. Magazine's 5,000 fastest growing companies in America. As an aerospace engineer who started her degree with free algebra in community college, Aisha is on a mission to help youth break stereotypes, stop internalizing false narratives, and pursue careers in STEM. In response to COVID-19, Aisha and her team created Lingo, a hands-on, self-paced coding kit that enables students to build at home. Clients include tech giants such as Microsoft, GE, nonprofits, and HBCUs, and many more. She was featured as a guest on NBC, The Kelly Clarkson Show, The Tamron Hall Show, recently the documentary In Her Element, produced by Reese Witherspoon, telling the story of three women in tech. Aisha holds a degree in aerospace engineering and another master's in space system engineering from the University of Michigan. She currently sits on the University of Michigan's Aerospace Department of Industry and Advisory Board. Welcome, Aisha Bo.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, we are so excited to have you Aisha you all are listening to obviously a very brilliant woman okay did you hear she has her own business and she's a scientist and um she's a beautiful black woman so you were actually told by your high school guidance counselor that you should be a cosmetologist instead there's nothing wrong with cosmetology but you did end up landing your dream job as a rocket scientist What advice do you have for young women who want to transform their lives and maybe are told they should aim a little lower?
2: I think the first thing that I would challenge people to do is to take a risk. And most importantly, to take a risk on yourself. At the time in my life, when I received that advice, I had internalized pretty much everything that anybody had told me about myself that was bad. If they told me that I couldn't do something, I thought that they were right. If they told me that I could do something, I thought that they were wrong. And so I spent a lot of time reinforcing negative thoughts. So I didn't set out so much to land a dream job. I set out to challenge how I saw the world and what it was that I thought that I could do by deciding that I was going to be in my own little world and simply believe. And so the risk I took was that I was going to accomplish a four-year degree, that I was going to transition into a career field that people thought was uh, not quite realistic. And when people ask me how I chose aerospace, I'm like, well, it was the first engineering major at the top of the list. It was the hardest. It sounded the most badass. And that's what I decided that I was going to do. And by doing all those things, I realized that the limitations that you face are really in your mind.
1: I love that. And it's it's something that I'm working through myself personally is understanding that like limitations are pretty much self-inflicted on myself and you can't internalize other people's expectations of you. And I've even heard you say like, what else can I do next? I guess I would love to just kind of pick your brain a little bit more for other people who kind of deal with self-doubt or imposter syndrome of like, was there a, a moment in which you, you like realize that you can overcome like these negative thoughts? Is there a process? Did you write it down? Like, how can other folks believe in themselves more and kind of have this radical change within?
2: Oh, it is most certainly a process. And I consider it to be a lifetime process that starts with building self-esteem. I, you know, I spent over a decade working on how to do that. And in the beginning, the main thing that I focused on was practicing self-compassion because I didn't have any achievements. All I had were just delusional thoughts, according to people who are around me with, there's just no way you're going to become a NASA rocket scientist. Like that's not something people do. Like to this day, Kelsey, I will be sitting in bars on work trips and people ask me, what do I do? And I'm like, nah, bro, you're not ready. And I will tell them what I do and they will laugh. And then I just am like, I'm gonna wait for you to use Google and then we can revisit this after I have a couple more steps in my drink. So it has been a decade plus long journey in understanding that excellence is truly a habit. And that means that you must first and foremost create the habit of being kind to yourself. You are gonna have great days, you're gonna have not so great days, but the average of all those days are gonna be amazing days, right? Like ultimately you're gonna make progress And so you need to be able to say, okay, I am special. I am unique. There was literally like a one in 400 trillion chance of you existing on planet earth period. So don't believe me, believe the math. And then stop comparing your life path to other people's life path and simply sit down and write what it is that you want and create a practice of focusing on only that and the things that help you achieve that and drowning out all of the noise. And in addition to like looking at just what it is that you want, try not to look at your goal as like this one big thing. I just don't believe in that. It's like very small thing. So I would look at, okay, like I'm literally going to wake up and just do cardio. Like there are days where my whole goal is just to do 30 minutes on the stair machine. And if I have done 30 minutes on the stair machine, I am the baddest one in the room. You cannot challenge me i'm going to have a great day right and so you don't necessarily have to look at your goals as like these giant unimaginably tall mountains look at it as okay today i'm just going to eat right i'm be nice to myself i'm going to put on some makeup i'm going to put on a cute outfit and i'm going to go to class i'm going to do all my homework i'm going to take good notes i'm going to sit in the front and that can go to i'm going to do that for a week i'm going to do that for a month I'm gonna do that for a year, right? Just focus on the incremental win because I promise you that that will become a long-term success.
0: I love every single thing you're saying right now. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear it because like Kelsey was saying, I feel like I'm in such a similar space. Like if I have a day where I eat a healthy meal and I do do yoga or something, I'm just so proud of myself just for taking that small step. And success really does start with, a path of kindness toward yourself, like you were just saying. Um, what was interesting in something else that you said was that you'll tell people at the bar, like, I'm a NASA rocket scientist and they don't believe you. How does it feel to be a woman in a field that is so dominated by men?
2: Honestly, pretty damn good. I'm consistently asked how, what, and why. And I would say the things that I think thought or disadvantages have been strategic advantages at every step of the way. I know what it's like to be broke. I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be underestimated. And I know what it's like to be scared. And that is what you need in order to be successful, not only in life, but in business. When I transitioned from NASA to running my first company, I didn't have people who were running to write me checks to, you know, build a business. But because I knew what it was like to be broke and I didn't flip, that, flip out and I had $20 in the account, we, we hustled and we made it work. And today, having operated that company for nine years, right? The majority of businesses don't make it three years, they don't make it five years. We've made millions upon millions of dollars. And I'm transitioning into running a venture backed company. People ask me, like, how, what, why? And I'm like, well, I'm a non traditional woman in a traditional space, I think differently about the problems that you think you've solved. And that's really what gives me the advantage.
1: That is gold. You said, I think differently about problems that you think you've solved. Like I think a lot of other Black women, especially in their various career spaces can relate to that and say like, you know, you don't have all the answers and I'm presenting a different perspective that can help grow. But so often folks don't have the same type of confidence or drive that you have, um, that you have brought to your business. In fact, you have created partnerships with Target, Amazon, Walmart, like folks can pick up your lingo kit from store shelves now. So can you, you know, can we go back a little bit and can you tell us the inspiration of when you started Stemboard and how that led to lingo years later?
2: You know, it's so funny. Like, listen, Kelsey, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I was in the Bay and I was working at NASA and I was just meeting all of these wildly unqualified people with egos the size of, like, I mean, just rocket ships. I was like, why do you think that you're gonna be a billionaire? Like, almost every person I was running into at these meetup mixers were, I'm gonna be like the next Steve Jobs. And I just remember sitting here asking, like, okay why do you think this? Well, because I do. And what I realized was that the only difference between me and all these other people was that they had this firm, unshakable belief in themselves. So in the early days of the business, I had this mantra that we are going to love ourselves and we are going to behave like, like literally like how Kanye, like we have to love ourselves in this company the way Kanye loves himself. And the end. And what I what I realized was that by refusing to give up, on the idea that I was going to be successful and that I was going to figure it out, I figured it out. So going from NASA to running the business, for me, it was more of a masterclass in what I exercised when I went from community college to graduating from Michigan Aerospace, in that most of the things you think you know are wrong. Just accept that, right? And if that is how you start looking at the universe, then what can you learn that is actually right? I learned that as a small business, I could um, compete with large companies because they were focusing on the needs of a few as opposed to the majority. So take, for example, what's happening with lingo. As a minority engineer, I was painfully familiar with the gaps in the educational system. And when I went to to discuss these things, they're just like, yeah, well, that's like a pet project. Why don't you create a nonprofit, right? Educating females and minorities and technology is like not really a thing. Well, it wasn't a thing 10 years ago when I got the degree and I felt it, but it certainly is a thing now. I mean, I bought the domain name for STEM board over 10 years ago, and STEM is now at the tip of almost every corporate plan as to how they want to educate their emerging workforce and people ask me well how do you have the vision how do you have the foresight i'm like all i'm trying to do is solve problems that i've had but you were not in the same environment and so you weren't listening to them but you
0: have to now one of the things i love about our podcast is we always get the opportunity to have conversations with brilliant women and you are truly a very brilliant obviously well educated but also very insightful person So can you tell us how you were able to grow your vision, your dream, and scale it into a seven-figure business? Sure.
2: It comes down to understanding what you are worth. Many of us have skills. We have excellent educations. We are masters of corporate communication, and we make sure that we drive positive P&L for Fortune 500 companies all around the world. But guess what we don't do? We don't think that we can take the very same skills that these people pay us six figures for and do them for ourselves. And that was the transition. I'm like, hey, I'm an engineer. Why don't I consult as an engineer? And I worked with a couple other colleagues of mine who had full-time jobs, but maybe they were interested in bringing in some additional revenue or lending their advice. And what I realized was that I already had something that had value. I didn't need to go and make a widget. I didn't need to figure out how to sell things from Alibaba on Amazon. I just needed to take the education that I already paid a lot of money for and allow people to pay me for that and charge them what it was for. So started writing engineering proposals, started winning engineering contracts. And this was a non-dilutive source of capital. And I had a really funny um, kind of moment where I remember the first year we made over a million dollars. So just for like perspective, we'll do probably about $10 million a year alone in the STEM board business. And that's only what I've done in Q1, right? The end. That is revenue. That is money that is coming through my bank account that is paying for people's mortgages, that is paying for their daycare and their children, and is paying for a diverse and inclusive staff to solve challenging problems. But that type of corporate development growth is not equally as valued as giving up 20 to 40% of your company on a seed round. And I think that's part of the challenge in the narrative and why people are so much in disbelief because they're like, how have you made millions of dollars without raising money or without doing what we think People are supposed to do to start companies and I'm like I did it by leveraging what you already do for the companies you work for who are already
1: making millions of dollars. You really are giving us such great information and I have been aware of you now for a few years In Michigan, like, I remember seeing you, like, driving on the freeway and seeing you on a a billboard. You also were on, like, a side of a bus. But now I'm seeing you on a big screen. So you recently were in the documentary, um, In Her Element, that was produced by Reese Witherspoon, which is a big deal. Um, And it highlighted three women in STEM, you being one of them. So how was it having your your talent recognized by one of the biggest names in Hollywoods on that scale?
2: Oh. I truly thought that I had conquered imposter syndrome until they picked me for this film and I realized that I still thought that I was an imposter. When they when they offered me the opportunity, I was like, "Wait, what? Why?" And in, in hearing some of the feedback, so the, the film is available you know, at Amazon Prime, it's on Google Play, it's on YouTube where you can watch the YouTube link for free, which is great for people who are in foreign countries. And they're releasing it on Roku. And I've been getting messages from people all around the world who are like, wow, I loved your story. And it is such an inspiring story. And I'm like, well, all I was doing was telling the truth, right? I mean, I was I didn't like set out to be part of the documentary. They contacted me, they interviewed me. They interviewed hundreds of other women. I mean, this is a Hello Sunshine Response Food Production. There was a considerable vetting process and they picked me. And so not only am I grateful for that, but I do appreciate what the experience has been in my life. And I also got an IMDb credit, hey, hey. But I am like, all right, you know, maybe there are things that I should be doing that I didn't know that I could do. And entering into TV
0: and film, well, that's certainly one of them. Multifaceted. So what do you think, um, as we wrap up, your advice is for the girl who is in middle school and loves math and wants to become something bigger than she ever thought or just might not have that support or the little boy who got his first science kit and is just uses it day and night. What's your advice for them? Ooh, my advice
2: for them and really all people is that you can and you will. And what I want people to remember is you're talking to someone today who sits on the board of the University of Michigan Aerospace Program, but I wasn't a 4.0 student. I'm running multi-million dollar companies, but I don't have a business degree. I'm the United States global State Department speaker. I've spoken to over 10 countries, including Turkey, Greece. I've done in-country speaking tours in South Africa and Israel. The United States is literally exporting me to other countries, and I'm just kind of like, I'm pretty sure you guys are making my ancestors real happy right now, right? And all of that came from a firm belief that I should pursue my dreams. And, th- and th- that's it, right? So I just want everyone to remember that what you think is insurmountable is in fact completely and totally up to how you choose to perceive the challenge, right? Like you can overcome what's in front of you. And more importantly, you should, because there are so many people around you who will be inspired. People are watching your journey. You are a role model. You may think, oh, I'm too young to be a role model, but I guarantee you, your parents will be inspired by you. Your siblings will be inspired by you. People in your network will be inspired by you. So don't underestimate the value of your journey and allowing yourself to be different, to be
1: unique and to be seen. I am so inspired by you, truly. And I'm out in the Bay now. And so there is, um, I believe it's like a NASA headquarters in like near San Jose. And every- NASA Ames! Shout out to NASA Ames Research
2: Center. That's where I used to work. So I had to I had to do a wild shout out to NASA Ames Research Center. In Moffatfield, California, also known as the Silicon Valley NASA.
1: Every time I drive by it, I think of you every single time, uh, which actually prompted me to reach out to you again because I was like, I need to connect with this woman. She's amazing. You know what? I have an unrelated question while we're, we're talking about NASA in space. We've been seeing all these folks sure. go to space this year. That is not something that I thought I would see, I guess, in my lifetime of like we're seeing kind of regular folks going up to space. Is space travel going to be a a thing in the future, you think? Is this something that we should we should be paying like a lot of attention to right now?
2: I believe so. But let me give you two perspectives. So first and foremost, yes, space travel is most certainly a thing. And if you've got at least 250 stacks, you can hop yourself a suborbital flight. And if you know, you're like Ben Balling, you can do a higher flight, right? So that's up to you, right? If you want to do that, that's all on you. But what I really encourage people to look at is the wealth that is created when you have a brand new industry, And so when you look at space travel, what you're really looking at is a number of organizations that may or may not spin off public-facing companies that stock prices are going to go up, 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 like wildly, right? So like from an investment perspective, people should be watching those entities and the entities that are created in order to support them. There will be people who will be contracted in private companies. And so for those of you who are looking for investment, I mean, this is a super hot area. Um, You know, disclaimer, I am not a licensed anything and do not, you know, do not confuse this with like any type of validated advice, but I I do think it's an area that people should really, really look at. Um, The other thing is that space exploration actually advances the technology that we have here on earth. And there's a laundry list of technology achievements that came from us deciding that we were gonna push the limits in space. And people can argue with me all they want about whether or not the moon landing was real, but I certainly know that people like GPS. They, they like um, you know, some of the technologies that are being used to grow plants in inhospitable environments. Thank you, ISS. And in general, people just like new technology. And that comes from space exploration and putting people in space. So I am very excited that it is here. I'm excited that we are pushing the boundaries. And I personally am spending a lot of time looking at how I can get back into um, you know, space.
0: The next time we talk to Aisha, she's gonna be letting us know what it was like looking down at earth. <laughs> Um, Aisha, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you let everyone know where they can find you, where they can purchase Lingo and anything else you want our uh, listeners to know?
2: Yeah, well, you can find me on IG um, at Aisha Bo. I try to make it very easy. First name, last name altogether. You can also find me on LinkedIn. That's the place where I'm most likely to respond um, at Aisha Bo. And then you can purchase Lingo kits on Amazon, Walmart, or on Target by typing in Lingo Coding Kit or directly from us at stemlingo.com. And Lingo right now is a standards-aligned self-paced coding kit for ages 13 plus that's used by over 5,000 students in 10 countries to expose them to the fundamentals of coding with culturally relevant role models, i.e. we do have an African-American female who's leading a lot of the instruction, which, let me tell you, for my traditional students, they love it because it normalizes who they, who they think is in the field. And for my non-traditional students, it's inspiring for them to learn from somebody who looks like
0: them. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to rate us, share it with a friend, and follow us on social media. This has been Pretty Political.